Hey Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello, hello. It's just us boys this week, huh? It is. Sherry out on vacation, missing us. <laughs> or are we missing her? Or both things can be true. I, I'm not really missing her because I feel so connected with her on Instagram. I'm not missing I know, her photos are amazing. I know. Well, miss. Good for her. She deserved a, a little time away from us. <laughs> we love time off a little more than uh, we used to. We appreciate it a little bit more these days. Totally so. fair. Totally fair. What have you been up to? I, of course, am now locked in American Idol. You can vote now. America is voting, so that's super exciting. I'm voting as we speak. Are you? <laughs> you can vote 10 times on multiple <laughs> platforms, so do it. And also on ABC, Home Economics is coming. I've been seeing the promo, super excited, starring our guest, our lovely guest, Carla Souza, with this incredible interview. You guys should know her from How to Get Away with Murder, but... We have a great conversation with her coming up. She's the best. And you know what? On Hulu, I actually was catching up on Genius Aretha from Ooh. Nat Geo. So they're pretty long episodes. I'm only about the fourth episode in. It's kind of like my nightcap. And it's just like, just a beautiful way to tell her story. And I love me that Cynthia Erivo. Oh, can't get enough of her. Super fun. What are you, Jeffrey? What have you been up to? Um, well, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, of course. Yes. Like, Every episode and like the twistiness at the end of episode three, so in, so in. And I went back for my last time, I swear, to A Touch of Disney at Disneyland or Disney California Adventure. I went with the, my pals Ellington and Danny and we had such a crazy good time. I had not realized, I think they just added it, a Falcon and the Winter Soldier photo op there. So I, of course, had to take advantage of that and more lobster nachos, which, you know, Sherry was on vacation, so I didn't bring them back for her. Also, I may have eaten them in the car. But eating on her behalf, so that's fine. And I was gonna say, every single photo stack you put on Instagram has been totally different. So there's a lot to see. <laughs> there is a lot to see. Yeah. And actually, even uh, there will be a lot more to see. Our friends at Disney Parks blog just posted a ton of information about the reopening of Disneyland Resort and the theme parks and theme park reservations and some key dates, April 9th. If you hold a theme park ticket currently, you can check available dates for your one day ticket type beginning April 9th. April 12th, the theme park reservation system will open no earlier than 8 a.m. Pacific time for guests who already have valid theme park tickets. And then April 15th, theme park tickets will be on sale again, no earlier than 8 a.m. Pacific time. So a lot of great dates. Our House at the Parks blog have all the information posted. And I know Tony, both of us, Sherry, I'm speaking for Sherry. And I think pretty much everyone who ever listens to this podcast is probably very, very excited for very the excited. reopening of Disneyland Resort and the two theme parks. The fact that we have dates now, that makes it even more real and exciting. So yep, oh, really yep. great. Well, as you know, award season is my favorite season throughout the year, but this is a close yes. runner-up. Oh. Being from Orlando, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival Ooh. begins July 15. Oh, definitely one of my favorite things. And my birthday is in November, so it kind of traditionally has, I've always gone as like my birthday weekend at the end of the Food and Wine Festival. 
but global marketplaces are returning, including many of my favorites from Canada, Greece, Germany, hops and barley and apple seed orchard to name a few. And even more market marketplaces will be joining this international smorgasbord as the festival continues into the fall again through November 20th. Uh, do you have a favorite Jeffrey? Cause mine is the Canadian cheddar cheese and bacon soup. It's a do not miss for me when I go. I do not eat cheese or bacon generally. So <laughs> that would not be my favorite, but see when I was there for festival of the holidays last year or a taste of the festival of the holidays, I was very much into their smoked salmon, but I'm trying to think I, the last time I was there for food and wine, they had this incredible vegan nachos at the Ooh. Greek marketplace. So I, I don't know if that'll be back, but that was definitely something I loved. But you know, once in a while, I will have cheese and and Emile's fromage montage. I mean, <laughs> did you see that? Did you hear about this? No. The fromage montage. <laughs> if you sample all sorts of, I should. I don't even know what kind of an accent that was. It wasn't even French. It's pretty good though. Bonjour, the Emile fromage montage. That's a little better, but you can have all sorts of cheese uh, served in fun ways and you get a stamp and you get all from all the five different global marketplaces, you, you can get a prize. So that's very exciting. Yeah. So the fromage montage is returning. That's right. The little passport thing. I missed that. Yes. Yes. Ah, I yes. love that. Around the world, quite literally, the new Toy Story themed hotel at Tokyo Disneyland just received its name. Drum roll, please. This will shock you to know it is called the Tokyo Disney Resort Toy Story Hotel. I don't know what if we thought it was going to be a different name than that, but I'm glad it is officially announced. The hotel has uh, 595 guest rooms, 11 floors. It's actually the fifth Disney hotel to open in Japan. I have been lucky wow. enough to stay at a couple of them. They are so wonderful. But it's going to be the first moderate type resort that Disney has had there in Tokyo. So excited to go back to Tokyo one of these days and, and see that adorable hotel. There's really fun renderings you can see on the Disney Parks blog. I love that. Well, two months after leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a historic victory. I love that basketball stadium. team. <laughs> well, my notes here, it's Super Bowl LV, and I did have to Google the Roman numerals, but. I had to Google Super Bowl. So. <laughs> Super Bowl 55, everybody. After proudly declaring the famed, we're going to Disney World, Super Bowl MVP, Tom Brady, finally got that chance to celebrate that big win this week at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Walt Disney World Resort. There are some really great photos and videos on the Disney Parks log from his visit. He did pretty much everything. He did the thing. He built his own lightsabers at Savi's workshop, piloted the Millennium Falcon, of course, and faced Kylo Ren and the First Order on Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Truly all of my favorite things, too. And super great to see him sit down with my pal, Michael Strahan, this week on GMA. We love Tom Brady, Jeffrey, and so glad he got to fulfill that we're going to Disney World this week. So good to see that. Woohoo! In news from our streaming services, our pals at Hulu just announced a new docu-series, The 1619 Project. It's going to be airing on Hulu. It's, the, it's actually the first offering from New York Times and Oprah Winfrey's, uh, her collaboration with the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones. It's a, a, a real unflinching look at the brutal racism that, that still endures in so many parts of American life today. So this really, uh, really amazing project going to be coming to Hulu. And another thing coming to Hulu, we talked about it earlier, Questlove's documentary, Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised, is coming July 2nd to Hulu, and it will also be released in theaters from Searchlight Pictures. It's a very cool documentary part music film 
part historical record. It's about the Harlem Cultural Festival that happened in 1969, just 100 miles south of Woodstock. So check that out, coming to Hulu, July 2nd, and theaters, courtesy of our pals at Searchlight. The theater component of that sounds pretty fun. So I'm excited in. to go back to movie theaters. I haven't done it yet, but I'm excited to. 100%. Well, as we know, Good Morning America is part of ABC News, and I'm really excited to share this news of a new book releasing in June. It's called ABC News 75 Years in the Making, a deluxe 224-page hardcover gift book celebrating the history and achievements of ABC News going on sale June 1st. I love that it's a gift book. Like, does that mean I can't buy it for myself? I guess I could gift it to myself, but or you can only buy it if it's a gift. <laughs> we can buy it for each other. How about that? <gasps> I love that. There we go. It's filled with photos of famous faces, newsworthy events, and spotlights on key on-air personalities. This beautiful coffee table book commemorates again 75 years of ABC News excellence. I'm so proud to be part of five of those 75 years. I mean, as I'm a history buff and a news nerd, this is definitely the best of both worlds for me. Well, on that note, from ABC News to ABC Network, this is really cool. Uh, another announcement in hashtag sports for us. The 2021 NBA draft will be televised on none other than ESPN and ABC on July 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Yay, sports! I've said it before and I've said it again. If they have a draft, someone just needs to get a nice scarf, perhaps a lovely sweater. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <sighs> no comment. So the first round will be televised on ESPN and ABC. The second round will air on ESPN. Additional information regarding the draft, the combine, and lottery, including the location for each event, will be announced as details are finalized. Hooray, sports! Hooray. In news that I'm perhaps a tiny bit a lot more interested in, Marvel released two freaking mind-blowing trailers. A new oh. trailer for Black Widow, which I am so excited for. It is coming to theaters. Maybe I'll see that in the theater. And on Disney Plus with premiere access July 9th. Scarlett Johansson just, I, no words, no words. And the trailer for Loki, the first full-length trailer, it's over two minutes long. I was so excited. The new Marvel Studios series coming to Disney Plus. New trailer, over two minutes long. Amazing. Tom Hiddleston coming back as the title character. The rapport, the banter between he and Owen Wilson. It's too I, it good. was so funny. So good. Yeah. Uh, Owen seems to be working for the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. Sure. So, um, <laughs> as a penance for absconding with the Tesseract. So, uh, that is coming to Disney Plus on June 11th. And I cannot wait. So good. Well, can I get a shout out for the Chicken Squad? There it is. You heard me correctly, you guys. Disney Junior's The Chicken Squad premieres Friday, May 14th on Disney Junior and Disney Now. It's a new animated comedy adventure series that will premiere with two back-to-back -back episodes. It's inspired by Doreen Cronin's popular children's books. And the series follows a trio of young chicken siblings, Coop, Sweetie, and Little Boo. So this is super fun. The voice cast includes uh, our honorary Inside Disney co-host, Yvette Nicole Brown, yep. obviously. I mean, Yvette, like, like, can we just talk about the fact that she now essentially is on every show and in movie? We got Big Shot, we got The Big Fib, Lady in the Tramp. I mean, she's Elena of Avalor. Is there anything she can't do? 
We love you, Yvette. Come back and see us. She's joined by Tony Hale, Jane Lynch, Malcolm Jamal Warner, and Melissa Villasenor. So what a cast to look forward Amazing. to. The Chicken oh, Squad. Can't wait. And you know what we also can't wait for? Bum, bum, bum. Five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23. For complete details, please visit D23.com. Tony, what's up first? My, my homegirl Raven Simone is first up, Jeffrey, Aww. with a brand new episode of Raven's Home, Friday, April 9th at 8 p.m. on Disney Channel. The episode is entitled 10 Things Debate About You. So uh, I, like that, I love what they did there. I feel like that tells me everything I need to know, yet not enough about that episode. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. Well, new to the Disney Plus library on Friday, April 9th is Man of the House with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, a little JTT, and Chevy Chase. Feel free to tune into that, or you could tune in to Disney Channel on Saturday, April 10th at 9.30 a.m. to watch a new episode of Amphibia. So much fun stuff to watch. Well, Saturday, April 10th is also a good day to seize the day, Jeffrey. <laughs> I love what you did there. By celebrating, drum roll please, 29th anniversary of Newsies. Obviously a classic directed by Disney legend Kenny Ortega. It's available to watch on Disney+. Plus. Amazing. And also another big anniversary on Saturday, April 10th, Hannah Montana, the movie. So <sighs> you get the best of both worlds because you get Miley Cyrus as Miley Stewart as Hannah Montana. There's so much. I actually love that movie very, very much. And when she sang The Climb at D23 Expo, I may have gotten misty. I'm just saying. It's okay. It's okay to admit that. You weren't alone, for sure. All right, let's get to our guest. This fabulous actress got away with quite a bit on the hit show How to Get Away with Murder. Now she's starting the hilarious new ABC sitcom, Home Economics, which follows three very different siblings and their families navigating the world. Welcome to the show, Carla Souza. What's going on? How are you? <laughs> so good. I'm here, and it's great to see you, or and hear you. Thank you, thank you. I'm in a dungeon in a house, so I, I hope you guys can just envision me during this interview. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, a, a dungeon. I, that doesn't sound <laughs> super magical. I mean, actually, it sounds kind of Disney, but probably not the Disney like. Exactly, exactly. All right. So for those uh, only familiar with your work on how to get away with murder, they may be surprised at how incredibly funny you are in home economics. What was it like switching from high drama to high hilarity? Oh, let me tell you, after murder, the last thing I wanted to do was a drama. And I really wanted to get on a, a comedy for just, you know, to change up, you know, shed some skin and, and stuff like that. All of my background, most of my background in Mexico working was comedy. Little did I know a small little virus called COVID-19 was gonna come and actually make my decision even a better one because I could not imagine doing drama right now, like going to work and laughing and giving everyone a show where they can just bring the family together and have a laugh and just have a good time. I mean, I think like that's the best little present I could give to humanity. So I am so happy. I was actually six months pregnant when we were going to start shooting the pilot. This is right when COVID hit last year. And one of the reasons why I decided to do the show was because 
I'd gone through a few conversations, work conversations where people didn't really want to have a pregnant lady, a six month pregnant lady on their set. And this is the first show they were like, yeah, let's write it in. Like, you know, no worries. They were very much wanting to embrace it a la Shondaland. So I was like, okay, amazing. These are the group of people that I want to work with. And then cut to, I had my baby, six months passed, you know, everything. And we still hadn't shot the pilot because of COVID. So I was able to then not be pregnant on the island of home economics. But I do have, Marina, my character has twins and like a seven-year-old. So, you know, her hands are definitely full, but as are mine. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm very happy to be doing a comedy. So your character on Home Economics, Marina, feels like someone I definitely would love to get a glass of wine with, or 10. <laughs> yes. How would you put her to words? And describe oh my her? goodness. I feel like she, you know, she would like to have a glass of wine for every diaper she changes, for oh. sure. You know, I think- That's a lot the, of wine based on all those kids. That's a lot of wine. That's <laughs> a lot of wine. Um, she says, when she says she's going to take a shower- she literally just like closes the door and then takes a nap on the bath mat. You know, one of those moms. And she's a very matter of fact about it. Like she would tell anyone she's not hiding anything, you know? She's really into crime podcasts as like her escapism. And I think the only workout she gets is like cleaning the house with those, you know, crime podcasts in her ears. And having said that, so she used to be a lawyer, which is a funny wink at my, you know, how to get away with murder days playing Laurel, but she is a, like a recent, you know, stay at home mom, but being a lawyer comes in handy when she has uh, fights with her in-laws. So she turns that lawyery, you know, kind of intelligence on to calm the whole family down and put some sense into them. So, so that's Marina. Did you get a little uh, idea of who she is by the oh, things yeah. I said? Okay. Oh yeah. The crime podcast and cleaning is relatable to me, so 100%. Well, and and my my friend Jackie, Andrew's wife, your former tri-team partner, she loves true crime. So I was like, oh, Jackie's going to relate to this character very well. So it's, it's very, like Tony said, very relatable. Yes, very relatable. And I think that, you know, all the things that she speaks in Spanish to her daughter, so her husband can't understand. I also do that. That's like, (laughs) although my husband does speak Spanish, but I still do it thinking he won't understand. You know, the, the relationship between the siblings, she's just so blunt and like, what's wrong? Like she has no... nothing holds her back from just calling it as it is, which I love because I'm not like that. I'll definitely swallow a bunch of stuff before saying anything. I love how Marina's just like, we need a loan, you know, we need some help. (laughs) Like, come on, you're a millionaire. Give us some money. Uh, Well, we know filming doesn't always go as planned. Was there something very, very funny that happened on the set? Some particularly funny thing that happened that you remember while shooting? Oh my goodness. Well, here's something that caught on was every Thursday, the crew decided it was tracksuit Thursdays. And so we had a whole thing where the entire crew, Topher just posted a picture of his tracksuit, which is faces. My face is on his thigh, on his right (laughs) thigh, I believe. And everyone's face is like plastered on his tracksuit. So he obviously won, but his was like a week late. We had already wrapped. So, but everyone had an awesome tracksuit sort of game. And then we would do little videos to share. Caitlin and I would do videos on, of course, TikTok every Thursday. And more and more people started to join. So that was like a fun thing that we would do on set. And then something else that we did that was very fun that you guys can see in the pilot was drive these miniature cars. I don't know if you saw that in the pilot. That was just the funnest thing because as adults, you're like, you know, 
unless I have an excuse, people can't see me. First of all, I'll break the car, but they made it so that we could actually drive the cars ourselves. And of course, I begged them to give me the car. And guess who has the car now? It was my birth, my Gianna, um, my daughter's birthday the other day, and I was the coolest mom on the block. Yes, wow. come on, points. Come on. Yes. Oh yes, God. yes. She got the miniature car. Wow. We need to adopt this uh, tracksuit Thursdays, I think, as well, Jeffrey. Yes, I'm in t-shirt Mondays at the moment, so I, <laughs> I you know. <laughs> uh, it helps because everyone I feel like now has tracksuits because of, you know, I mean, that's all we sort of work in is, you know, sweatpants. So you just do a matching thing and you're done. You're good. Carla, How to Get Away with Murder was obviously very intense. Did you ever do anything on that set to lighten the mood in between scenes? I mean, we had to, I guess, because it was so intense. I remember there was one scene where I was actually five months pregnant and I was having a scene where I was in an elevator and Laurel was also pregnant, but she was having contractions and, and had like her almost stillborn baby. And I mean, I at five months pregnant, I was like, this is going to be a hard one. And I was with Viola, who then like revived my premature baby when we would finish filming or at least, you know, take a few, a few breaths between takes, you know, we would love to either put music on, do a little, a little dance, the crew would put music on. And so that would be a way for us to kind of like get out of it for a second. But mostly like there was just huge release in doing these like overly, you know, I don't know, dramatic over the, like, you know, like, I don't know, we just burnt someone in the house and we're running away and, you know, they were in a, I don't even know, in like a rug. And I mean, it was just like the funnest thing because you obviously, well, I don't live that stuff in my life. So it was just fun to sort of go there and have the adrenaline high. But yeah, we just sort of talked. We talked so much, like the cast, we became such close friends and we would talk about everything and I just miss them so much but yeah I mean you just have so much time to connect with people when you're filming there was a whole lot of crazy on that show and you mentioned the car I mean the rug I mean there was the statue there was Wes there was so much what was the most insane crazy secret that you had to keep to keep from a spoiler getting out well definitely that Wes was gonna die you know, that was huge. I mean, it was kept a secret from us until that episode. Like we all knew that someone was going to die because that's how the season started. And they didn't want to tell us who out of the Keating Five was going to die. And so suddenly we were waiting to film, I don't know what scene, and we're all outside on a little golf cart chatting and, you know, having fun. And suddenly it's like, oh, Alfie, who plays Wes, they're calling you up to the office. And so we all thought, why are they calling him up to the office? Oh, uh, Pete Nowak, you know, the showrunner, wants to talk. And we were all like, no. And so we waited until he went up. And when he came back down, you know, he just kind of nodded as he was coming towards us. And of course, we all did the crying for him. He was as cool as day. But he was like, yeah, you know, it's okay. It, you know, it makes sense. And we were like, no. And yeah, it was very, I think it was season three. And we yeah, we still had three more seasons in the show and, and he wasn't there and he flew back to London and he was like a part of the family. So that was for sure the biggest one we had to keep from people for sure. Hmm. Now, before we move away from How to Get Away, only because you mentioned her name, I have to ask you, <laughs> how was working with 
the queen, Viola Davis. I know. I miss her so much. She is wonderful. She is such a breath of fresh air in this world of people holding their tongue. Like, she, that's what I was saying about Marina. She's definitely, Viola just speaks her mind. And look, sometimes speak, people speak their mind and I don't want to know what's what's in their mind, but mm. for sure, I would like to know. And I love to know what's in Viola's mind. She just always changed the game in terms of perspective for me like anything she was talking about or going through or her career was you know as a woman in this industry I tended to just take it as it was you know and to hear how she saw things and how she envisioned things for us as women was just so powerful and exciting because I knew that she was instilling change and then giving us the sort of baton to also do that. And so it was very, just a unforgettable experience to be working with her. And Genesis is now so old, like Genesis grew up with us, like basically was coming to set as a baby almost. And she's oh, such a grown that. girl now, but of course I read Corduroy, uh, you know, Viola's uh, adaptation of Corduroy to my daughter and it's signed by her. And I still have little bits of Viola in my house. So that's good. Mm -hmm. We love to see it. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, over the past year, we've all gone to know our Disney Plus very, very well. I'm wondering mm -hmm. if with two kids, was there anything you binged with them? Anything that you've just been binging on your own on Disney Plus? Any, any favorites? So here's the thing. I was very much against uh, any sort of TV or anything until COVID hit. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, wait a second. I'm the mom, the teacher, the wife, the educator, the cleaner. The, I was like, I need a nanny help. And by nanny help, like the TV can sometimes be an amazing nanny. The only situation was, so I got it on my phone. And I was like, I'm going to see if they're Spanish because I only speak Spanish to my daughter. And I only want her to be seeing Spanish on screen too, for her to think the world is in Spanish just until I can, because then she'll realize that, you know, she wants it in a different language because <laughs> it's the cool language because kids in school speak it or whatever, you know, I know that's coming. But so I saw that literally like almost everything that Disney has like in my daughter's head, you know, Dory speaks in Spanish, obviously Coco. And then she gets absolutely in love with Arlo and Moana and Jack-Jack. I mean, Jack-Jack, that little short of Jack-Jack and Aunt Edna on repeat, like repeat, repeat. Like she's obsessed, maybe because she has her nine month old baby brother. I don't know if that's why, or just seeing a baby like explode and, and <laughs> carry stuff and disappear. She loves that, but she is absolutely obsessed with that. And for my husband and I, we definitely love watching like the kind of like Nat Geo type. They have a bunch of nature ones, like the chimpanzees and the elephants and the, I don't know the names of them, but they oh, have yeah. like the dolphins and I mean, you name it. Yeah. The, those great Disney nature documentaries, the yes. yeah, dolphins, chimpanzees, elephants. You got the names right. They're very straightforward titles. <laughs> I think those, those are the titles, right? Like they just, you know, and my daughter loves you know, obviously animals. So then I put those on sometimes just, you know, in the background for her to be seeing or the turtles or whatever it is. And she's definitely into her Nemo and they're all in Spanish. So who knows what will happen when she hears them in English. She'll be like, wait, what? I love that. <laughs> well, switching gears for a second, I'm putting my Sporty Spice hat on. Not a lot of people know this, and you mentioned it earlier, but Disney has a triathlon team, which in the past has been part of the Malibu Triathlon to raise money for... Children's Hospital Los Angeles, and you have been on this team for years. 
Yes. Tell us how you joined and what that experience has been like. It was the most special. It still is. And I hope, you know, obviously because of COVID, it became like a virtual thing last year. But so Jack Fallahey on How to Get Away with Murder, who played Connor, was the first one that sort of, I don't know who invited him. And he did one one year. And I thought, there is no way. I've never done a triathlon. That looks impossible. He was talking about how he threw up when he came out of the swim, out of the ocean. And I thought, that's crazy (laughs) business. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. That's crazy. Somehow, you know, competitive me. And I don't know what Jack said that made me go, oh, I think he invited us to a training on Saturdays, you know, with Andrew, with our, you know, tri-team who were the most wonderful sort of guides into the scary world of like coming into the ocean at 5 a.m you know and there's like lifeguards and there's a bunch of people and it's this huge social event and coffee and bananas you know they're not as like appealing but like bananas and maybe some muffins and whatever I'm like bananas who wants bananas but anyway they're like you know having all these you know squirt of energy things that you can you know inhale while you're Mm -hmm. running all this cool stuff right and they were like, we will gift you a bike if you, you know, one of these really expensive bikes. I was like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm like, I don't even, I've never ridden this bike before. So we started every Saturday as like a social also gathering, you know, my husband and Jack and Alfie at that point. And our first year, it was the sort of murder team. So it was Alfie, Jack and I, it was when Zach Efron was also competing and I was on the bike because we were doing the relay and Zach was only two minutes faster than me. Oh, okay. I see you. I see you, Carla. All right. His bike also was way more decked out. He had that like the sort of helmet with the, I mean, he had the whole thing on his team was there, there was like an Olympian swimmer and he had it all. Of course he got like first place, but I was just so proud of my bike skills because I was literally like right behind him, which I cannot believe you know boogers were coming out I was like you know (laughs) no time to wipe off go you know it was like it was crazy and then the second year I think I was three months pregnant so I just did the swim and then the third year is when I competed with Bob Iger in the relay and I ran for him bless him I am not a runner so I mean bless him because he always gets like you know the fastest people or the person who's gotten the most money sort of donation based for the children's hospital so he, it's awesome how, you know, how they sort of, how much money they bring for such an amazing cause. And, and then people come and they, and they support on the day, which I'm like, why did you wake up at 3am? And they bring these, you know, huge, like go Disney team. You know, there's just so many Disney team triathletes that are there with you along the way. And you're high-fiving on the road while you're about to dive. They're like, keep going. You're like, okay, I don't know why I'm doing this. And then, you know, you see little kids saying, you know, thank you. Like you saved my little brother. And so you're just like, okay, this is definitely why I'm doing this. And yeah, the swim part was of course the scariest because getting in that ocean after hearing way too many times, baby shark, you're like, okay, I know there's sharks in here. <laughs> but, you know, luckily there's a lot of people and I'm not the, you know, I don't know. I just, every time I was like, please let this not happen. And it, I think I swam it in like 15 or 17 minutes. So it's a quick one, like in the water, but yeah, it was the funnest. And hopefully I can continue now because home economics is on Disney. I mean, you know, correlated with ABC. So hopefully we'll be able to continue the the tradition. My biggest takeaway from this story is that you are a super mom. 
yeah. for doing that while pregnant, doing a triathlon, y'all. That's yep. intense. Well, well, speaking of the water, I didn't see you, but I believe we were on the same Disney fantasy cruise a few years ago over Christmas one year. Yes! I, so everyone's like, oh, Carla Souza's on the ship. And I'm like, where? And Andrew had mentioned that you might be on the ship because you guys had just competed together. And I, so I want to know, what was your experience like on the cruise? Did you have fun? Oh, yeah, I had so much fun. It was again, before COVID, like my brain is just like before COVID, after COVID. But what was incredible was that, I mean, my daughter at that point was really, really young and I'd never left her with any sort of care of any sorts. And the staff there were, I mean, they had like a whole nursery thing set up. And so I just had no idea about all of that. And you can leave them like at night while you're going to go watch a show or whatever it is. Little did I know is that my daughter actually wanted to come with me. So we ended up like, you know, pushing her nap time a little bit too late, but she would come to those like night shows with us and the juggling show or the, you know, mm. all that stuff. And it was just the word magical is so cliche, but it was magical for sure. And we went with all of my nieces and nephews who were five and 12 and three at the time. And they had the time of their life. And my sister's the one that literally brought you know, she knew that there was going to be pirate day. And so she brought outfits for all of us. I mean, I'm not that person, but she made sure like we had everything ready for, you know, the pirate day, you know, we all had an eye patch or whatever it is. So it just made things very fun. And for me, it was like the endless supply of ice cream, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that soft serve ice cream and just like fries and fried anything. I was like, that's just a constant. So that was great. And also the gym. I mean, you're on a gym running out and you're looking out to the, you know, the water and you're literally like walking on water, running on water. It's so beautiful. Absolutely stunning. And of course the adult section is the best for me where there's no kids and you can have your, yeah, your amazing pina coladas or whatever it mm. is. Oh, that was, yeah, that was so nice. Oh, my husband actually was chosen to on the show to do the juggling thing oh. and he juggles so he he got a little bit of his stage time so that was fun well i'm going to take this time to continue to advocate for a d23 inside disney at sea episode yes. for yes. anyone at disney listening <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh carla you are 100 part of the disney family as you mentioned 100 150 percent even yes so we love to end by asking every one of our guests about some of their disney favorites and we love to ask you what has been your favorite disney memory you know, when I was a kid and my dad and mom, um, um, sorry, you guys, I'm, you know, tearing up, which is ridiculous. No, I tear um, up all the time. You don't have to, like, I'm, I, I think about Disney memories and they're amazing. Yeah, my dad, you know, he's, he passed and, and, but that's definitely something that, and he, you know, hated doing lines and yet his love for us, like, you know, we would do the lines for hours and he was standing in line for us and just, you know, father, dad love for sure. Cause he hated that stuff. He hated standing in line, but he would take us. And I just remember like the first time I saw, you know, it was goofy. And I think, you know, 
I don't know if it was Mickey, but they were coming over and I just couldn't believe. And I had my little autograph book and I was just like dying. Yeah. And now I know why my parents love that so much. And I just, you know, I definitely have that and hold that memory so fresh. And that's why I love taking my daughter. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was amazing. It was so incredible to see you and to meet another fabulous Disney fan. So thank you. Congratulations on the show. Thank you. I am so in love with her now. And I'm so sad that I didn't get to meet her that time on the Disney cruise. I'm I'm hoping that when the ships start sailing again, that we can remedy that. Because I think a, a Disney cruise is definitely needed for all humans. RT, RT on that. Oh, love Carla. All right, well, thanks again, everybody, for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just use the hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And Tony and I are very chatty, so I'm just saying, feel free. (laughs) We we will find you. Meet us. Um, And and for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all episode. And Sherry. And Sherry. We'll be back and with Sherry. Sherry too. <laughs> the whole episode with Sherry of D23 Inside, Inside Disney.